0: Welcome back to There Will Be Movies. I am your host, Benjamin Phillips. This is our podcast where we discuss 25 of our favourite movies that were released between the years 2010 and 2019. Uh, this week we're discussing Call Me By Your Name, the 2017 movie from Luca Guadagnino. Uh, I'm joined as always by Matthew Waters who watched this blind for the first time last night. Matthew, how did you find this borderline pornographic movie?
1: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, Benjamin. For about an hour, Hour to an hour and a half, I sat there with my single sentence review in my head, and I was like, Cool, I know what I'm gonna say, I know 100% what I'm gonna say. And then Michael Stolberg gives the most beautiful monologue <laughs> I've heard in ever, and Timothy Chalamet looks into a fire, and I was like, Hmm, can't use my one sentence review anymore. Um, my one sentence review was going to be I have absolutely zero criticisms of this. I think it's nice, but I will never watch it again. (laughs) And I was like, that feels like a thing I would say on this podcast. I've had that kind of opinion before and I was like, hmm, these are two just incredibly beautiful moments. Um, And like the last half hour just in general, it's just an assault of like look how beautiful. And like that's not to say that like in that first hour and a half I wasn't, like, ever seeing anything I thought was noteworthy. Like, it, I think f- this this movie, like, has a, n- a new definition of beautiful at various points, and there are various shots and lines of dialogue. Where I'm like, I like that. But, yeah, for me, it went from something that, like, completely pleasant with no flaws, but just doesn't have that little extra layer for me, to, like, huh, I'm going to think about some of these scenes forever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, yeah. I, I liked it
0: yeah schbug is a, just a transcendent performance it's
1: right. is is this is this the most supportive <laughs> like reaction anyone has ever had in the history of coming out
0: yes I mean, it, I mean, I like it's
1: almost like... impossibly good and it's fiction, so you're allowed to do that but like you know, I was just like, oh my God, imagine just having a slight worry and then your dad fixes your whole
0: life you know? it is the most gorgeous monologue in yeah. a movie that, up to this point, you're you're kind of confused why Stahlberg is there. Yeah, I like, was like,
1: I mean, you're a great actor, and some of these scenes, I'm enjoying you just having like a little grin on your face. But it seems like not a waste of you because, I mean, I've seen Doctor Strange, but like, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sort of like, I mean, could we not have found some more lines for you? And then I'm like, oh, it's because it makes this hit so much harder. When, when he does it
0: yeah yeah, I've, I've got my like end of decade where I went through a couple of years and kind of like picked who my supporting actor would be and Stuhlbarg and, and Defoe are like the two that I've got on there that are like mm. yeah these are two of the best supporting performances of the decade it's mm. a travesty that they didn't even give him a nomination for this movie wow. um, it's a
1: travesty of a year for nominations and yeah <laughs> I mean
0: Sam Rockwell wins for what is possibly his like worst performance in a movie yeah uh, I mean, Willem Dafoe's wonderful and would have been my pick, and I think he was, like, second favourite, but, yeah, just, uh, Stuhlbarg is transcendent in this movie, and that isn't to say anything bad about, like, Chalamet and Armie Hammer, who are, mm. do exactly what they need to do, and Chalamet kind of, like, proves himself as an actor if that, in that final scene, as you say, that oh, the yeah. last half hour of this movie is, like, from them saying goodbye on the train platform pretty much through to the end of the credits is
1: yeah. just... <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I would say from when they go away together onwards i was like oh, okay this is special um because you know the sufian stick it kicks in and and the, both of the the songs contributed uh like i i literally downloaded visions are getting I, I downloaded that like as soon as the movie was over um and i've i've listened to that in good headphones and stuff and i'm like yeah it's fucking fucks it sounds like such a simple task sit there and look into a fire and and like Emote. i mean i don't want to oversimplify it by saying like look moody because there's so much more going on than that like his 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 emotions change, and you see him go through it, and he's in a different place when he when that scene ends than when it starts. But like, yeah, it sounds easy, but like, what is that? Three straight minutes, something like that.
0: It, it's it's like the entire length of the song, and yeah. it doesn't cut away. And yeah, it's, yeah.
1: that's that's no really mean feat. And like, I obviously I hadn't seen this, so to me, Timothy Chalamet is kind of like I don't Fuck know Wayne. what
0: fuckboy supreme.
1: Yeah, I guess like you know all the memes and the jokes about him. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This guy's got it. Like, (laughs) you know, I feel very patronising saying that, but, like, I I 100% would never roll my eyes at him being cast in anything. Like, you know, say what you want about Dune and, like, the many contributing factors to Dune maybe being, like, a bit of an iffy thing to exist, but... I'd put this dude in anything, quite frankly, because yeah, like, he can you, do like, it. Because
0: obviously 2017 is the one-two punch of Call By Name and Lady Bird, and yeah. he's a lot more in kind of the fuckboy mode in Lady Bird. <laughs> he's still great, but it's like, yeah. you stick him with a good director.
1: Yeah, and I, th- I think that's it. I think you've got to point him in the right direction. And yeah, they, they did. Because <laughs> I'm like, God... This is this is a lot to put on little Timothy Chalamet to expect me to like you know, I mean there are lots of people in it, but this is predominantly a a two hander. Um mm. and I was like, and one of them Chalamet? And I was like, Oh no no, Chalamet is is great pretty quickly as well. Just very charismatic and, and multifaceted and you know, weird, without doubt. There are a lot of like physical things he does in this
0: that I'm like, huh. Fair the, enough. <laughs> the, the one the one that the one that to me is the way he sits there with like his T shirt stuck around the back of his head whilst he's like reading the book.
1: Mm. Yeah, just... just loads of weird little <laughs> and it's like this... it's good to see something different, but like you know, when they're like when they have sex for the first time and like the way he's kissing him, like the drunkest like Michael cera esque, like doesn't know how to kiss like thing in the world. But it's good. It's you know, it gave it an earnestness and a, an a, and a honesty that I think would have been lacking if it had been a traditional like big, passionate, holding the face in both hands, smooth thing. You know, yeah. Um, and he also, uh, I felt very seen. Uh, yeah. you know, towards the end, especially the party um, or like the dinner party, where he keeps doing this little half like shuffle around. Like a little dance, like a slide into the room kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I so, do so that all the time, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I've been seen." Yeah, I—he's certainly got an energy to him. I'll say that.
0: Yeah, he hasn't. I mean, like, Hammer's got an energy. Like, I mean, the <laughs> the scene that the, the scene that launched a million gifts is like him dancing at that like party in the middle of the in the middle of the town.
1: If you like, would like to talk. About the energy Army Hammer has. Yeah. I can I can begin my ten minute symposia on World's Most Fuckable Man Goes to Northern Italy.
0: <laughs> yeah, goodness. It's, it's like a different level of performance because like Army Hammer's been hot before. Like he's hot in Man from Uncle. Yeah. But like in this movie, it's just like, oh dear lord, what have you unlocked in yourself to just this? from the moment he comes into the movie, just <laughs> Ripping in sexual appeal yeah. for the entire thing.
1: Sass walked into the room like halfway through and I was like, Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of them want to fuck him. Both parents, all the girls in the town, literally. Yeah. I was like, me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'd also like to say right, can we just before we go any further, is Army Hammer a good dancer?
0: Um, he's good at <laughs> dancing what the movie needs him to dance in this moment which is this kind of like free spirit who doesn't give a shit which i think is what the, the energy of him needs to be is like
1: mm. i you know. i i would argue he is the personification of the idea that you don't have to actually be good at dancing you just have to be so fully committed to dancing you know because it's like he is magnetic and that, that's the whole scene like everyone is watching him and is drawn to go be with him but it's like if you cut the music and cut everything and just put these movements and and deafened yourself, you but like, that's not
0: good, does. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. Um, what did, what do you think of the '80s songs they showed? Oh, Benjamin,
1: Benjamin, I was in heaven. Yeah, so good. Love my way and and oh, I love the music. I love the vibe. It's I've never nice I've never nice heard, heard Sifian like that before either. I was like, isn't he just always just sad with some like. Gentle guitar, and it's like, yeah, mostly, but then also, here's this sort of not
0: quite synthy, like fun. Yeah. I, had, I had a fun
1: time then, so. yeah,
0: because a lot of <laughs> some of the stuff from this is like there's a remix of Futile Devices from his like 2010 album, which is like one of his more yep. electronic, electronic albums, but like, yeah, the soundtrack is so mm-hmm. cool because it's like as like big mixes of like classical music with yep. 80s stuff, and then obviously, like, two brand new contemporary pieces from Sophia Stevens who was supposed to narrate the movie. <laughs> Weird. Like they were supposed Oh to be playing...
1: isn't the book told entirely in flashback?
0: It's sort of it is someone kind of like looking back on the past. Right. So he so he would be playing an older Elio kind of like
1: Yeah looking and looking
0: back on that summer. I,
1: I think I saw uh Wadenino said that he felt doing that sort of takes the tension away a bit and like takes you out of the moment. And I think I agree. Like mm. I didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can make my guesses based on how, quote-unquote, gay movies go. <laughs> and, like, you know, sure enough, he runs off to the nearest woman to overcommit to, to run away from his sexuality. But yeah, I, I feel telling it as a, like, ah, uh, here's a
0: wistful tale from my youth. Yeah, I mean, the book is absolutely fantastic. I think yes, Ben's Book Corner. My biggest disappointment is that like I've got the movie cover. And I'm like, oh, I I like looking at Army Hammer's face on the cover, <laughs> but I'm just a little bit disappointed because I don't like the movie covers for the books. But yeah, the book is yeah. wonderful. It's it's one of those things where like even though it's definitely more densely written than the movie would imply it to be, yeah. it's quite a deft read. I think and as like more explicit, you get more input into some of the early decisions of the movie. Like reading the book, they do make it very explicit that like any time uh, Oliver touches Elio in, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, it's, like, Elio kind of going, like, what the fuck is this feeling right now? Mm. And it puts a lot more context on, like, the way that he's acting, which the movie does come round to when it goes, like, it's like I molested you anytime I touched you. yeah. Uh, but it very much is this, like, oh, Elio's very confused, this a very attractive man is touching him. Well,
1: th- this is the thing, like, this is the eternal kind of debate of mediums and why one is better or worse than the other and it's like you can you can say in a book what a character is feeling in a way you can't do in a film but then that can be a double edged sword because i think spelling out how someone's feeling unless you're doing it in such a like beautifully phrased way you're kind of making it less poignant at times and like the the fire the half at the end you couldn't write that to be more beautiful than that is played to look at, yeah, that
0: like, is you 100% just couldn't. Like it's a visual thing. You couldn't yeah. say. And then Elliot looked into the fire for three minutes, thinking <laughs> about
1: all the <laughs> for different. For three things. uninterrupted minutes, while a dope ass song played, he looks in the camera at the end. Goodbye. <laughs> look, uh, before I will, I just want one
0: more on Army Hammer. Is it okay. Lone
1: Ranger's fault? He's not the world's biggest star. It probably
0: also like not ba- not getting Batman when he could have gotten Batman.
1: If he gets Probably Batman could. instead of Lone Ranger, is he the world's biggest star? Because he is this just fucking enormous, beautiful man who can
0: act. I mean, like, so Man From U.N.C.L.E. is obviously one of those, like, <laughs> it's good actually movies that a lot of people come out with. Well,
1: that's the thing. It's like, I no one, people dismiss it because it's like, oh, it seems like it'll be shit. But, like, everyone I know who's actually seen it is like, no, no, it's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah. I, like, <laughs> world's, world's most fuckable cast, like Cavill Hammer, <laughs> De Bicky, It's like,
1: yeah. Yeah, okay. Alright, I'm gonna go watch Man from Uncle. Um We're <laughs> gonna pause for two hours. No, yeah, sorry, I just, I, I've always thought why isn't this dude a bigger deal? And this really cemented it, because this was the last piece. Like, I've never thought he's a bad actor, but I was like, he's not just not a bad actor, he's actively a very good actor. Mm. And I understand like, you know, Chalamet gets the nod as best actor, like, having both of them as, as best actor is a tough ask when you've got Denzel Washington, Daniel Collier, Daniel Day-Lewis, Gary Oldman. Like, it's a big ask to knock one of them to have both of the guys, and Chalamet is better. But, like, in, in a weak year, they should both have gotten a best actor, nom.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking at my spreadsheet now to see whether or not I did give them both the nod in 2017. Yeah. Um, I did not. I had Chalamet, Day-Lewis, Kiluya, Hugh Jackman and Pattinson for good time on my oh, list.
1: That's a good time, man. People were sleeping on that, if that didn't get the nod. I, um, I,
0: so what I, what I did have was I had Hammer and Stuhlberg in supporting.
1: Fair enough. but I, would, I just would... I would have a difficult time saying that Hammer is supporting. But anyway, I just... Yeah, like I said... Um,
0: I think I I, I, I watched this and I was like,
1: this dude can seriously act. So you can now literally put him in any
0: kind of film you want and he will give you the goods. The only reason I had him in supporting is because he does spend an awful lot of the movie as like a blank slate where you're not a hundred percent certain of like what his motives are or like, you're not sure like what he's, what he's angling for and stuff like that. I think that's part of the, the how good he is in it. But it does say that like so much of that first hour and a half is Chalamet, Coming to some of these feelings,
1: yeah. And Elio is like almost omnipresent. He's not in every scene, but and um, Hammer often like disappears. So
0: and he goes off cycling and goes drinking with the like the local guys mm-hmm. at eleven in the morning. So I think we do have to touch on this before we get into the actual meet the movie. Sure. What do you feel about the age difference between the two mm-hmm. of them?
1: See, this is the thing. I heard going into it that it was a dodgy thing, and I was imagining it was like I don't know, like a late 30s 40 year old dude and a a teenager or something the way people were talking about it and then when I was watching it I was like I'd buy they're not that far apart in age and then I, I I read afterwards it's supposed to be 17 and 24 and I was like ah okay iffy then I would say anything if you're if one person is under 18 and the other person is over 19 and then even within that you can't just have like 19 and 13 but you know 17 and 19 i'd be okay with i'd maybe stretch to
0: 20 and 17 but yeah 24 and 17 is is not appropriate i think yeah. i think my main obviously don't want to condone these relationships because so often they are unhealthy and yeah. and all these different things is that like they set these bad things up but also it's impossible to get over the precedence that like this is somewhat prevalent There, uh, somewhat prevalent not only in heterosexual couples but in Mm -hmm. homosexual couples and obviously sometimes those can be even huger age differences and
1: and whatnot. I I guess it's that thing of like I don't wanna belittle an experience or or anything, but like especially in the eighties as well. Like it may it may be Italy, but still. I think just you're such a minority that you latch onto anyone who is mm -hmm. who has that same quality kind of thing I mean they, right? they
0: said didn't they that, that you're the only Jewish person that that's probably been in this town ever yeah that's yeah, the, yeah. that's the minority you're talking about right
1: <laughs> yeah totally yeah a couple of jew boys in love no yeah I, it's a it's a messy complicated topic but yeah it I didn't think about the age while I was watching it would be the thing I would say and
0: I think that does help is that like and also clearly there isn't any coercion like maybe you can say that like Oliver's Very handsy, very early on, but then that stops, and it's Elio doing an awful lot of chasing.
1: Well, this is the unfortunate thing, is I think a lot of, uh, frankly, homophobic uh, comments like to talk about non-straight relationships in, like, a predatory way, kind of thing. Like, there's this idea that, like, a straight person is being led down a dark path, as it were, and, you know, fuck off with that noise, but... Yeah. I think also it's just, like... Like I'm, I was aware that Oliver looks older, but I just put that down to Army Hammer is nine foot six and Chalamet is, you know, like a painting of a Victorian ghost boy. So you know, he just he just looks young. You know, like um, however old he actually is, he's always going to look young, and Hammer is always going to look a big rugged manly man, which makes him yeah. look older, kind of thing. There, there so. is a
0: there is a real ten year difference between the two of them. I think they would have been, like thirty one and twenty one when they filmed the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also like Chalamet's kind of this newcomer hammer, like even if his career hasn't panned out as we feel it should have, you've seen him in shit for like a decade. So like yeah, I, I think all of that is playing into it, but I will say that the most important thing is while I was watching it, I wasn't aware of it kind of thing. No. And I th- I think it comes across that way in the Leo is a like wise beyond his years tortured young man. Who, and, and I think yeah, and I
0: think like the way the family is treated, you would think that if something untoward was going on, they would put a stop to it. The way th- the way that they act, they're very laissez-faire and very mm-hmm. open and stuff like that, but it also feels like they're also very much like, this is bad, this stops, if they got that kind of inkling. Yeah. Which... Yeah. But, but- anyway,
1: enough qualifiers and, and, like, Matt saying he wants to fuck Army Hammer, um... <laughs>
0: I, I text many crude things to many friends Whilst I watched the movie last <laughs> night The most PG of them was My god I want Armie Hammer to give me a foot rub right now <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Salacious Benjamin
0: Oh, There were well worse um, Of course But yeah so this uh, gorgeous Gorgeous movie that I utterly adore How did it do uh, at the box office When it came out Matthew
1: Well Benjamin it made 41 almost 42 million dollars worldwide and in the uk specifically uh 2 million so you know not a huge amount but
0: eh, yeah i i caught this very late i remember this was the first year where i changed jobs and we had like a little into office submission for like your films of the year right and i submitted my list and i was like i should probably go see a couple of movies that i wanted to go see and the two movies i saw in this like avenue where i was working in between new year's and christmas day
1: yeah
0: were florida project and uh call me by your name yeah. and i came in afterwards and i was like fuck this completely upends the entire list god damn it why didn't i see <laughs> one of these things beforehand uh but yeah uh, it's like but... middle of middle of december snowing outside i go see this like achingly beautiful uh-huh. memory of like summers past in in europe
1: mm. but i would say you know 42 million for a movie with no bankable stars from a foreign director certain a foreign country with the subject matter it has making 10 times its budget is an achievement in terms of opening weekend it opened at number 11 in the uk box office Thor Ragnarok was quite hard to compete with, (laughs) Uh, Jigsaw also debuting, Breathe also debuting, so Call Me By Your Name is the fourth highest debut. We've got the Lego Ninjago movie, Death of Stalin, Blade Runner 2049, Geostorm, my Little Pony, the movie. <laughs> oh, sad. Uh, Happy Death Day and Kingsman Golden Circle in its sixth week. All more popular than Call Me By Your Name. But it beat out The Snowman in its third week. Where this did fare better, not as well as it should have, but uh, is the Oscars in that it won Best Adapted Screenplay.
0: And... Which I would oh, agree with. I, know, I feel like this is the kind of... A lot of people were mad that Logan didn't win. <sighs> and... And I'm like...
1: That's just people so desperate for a superhero movie to finally be legit. But, like, you can't look me in the eye and tell me the script for Logan is better than the script for Call Me By Your Name.
0: Like, if we're judging it on percentage where the thing that they're adapting, how much better is the script for Logan than Old Man Logan the comic book, Mm. potentially there's a higher percentage of, like, improvement between those two pieces than than with Call Me By Your Name, but combat name is a better movie than logan in especially in terms of its script and also it gets james ivory a a very well-deserved oscar (laughs) after years and years and years of working in the industry
1: yeah did come up short in the best picture category though up against darkest hour dunkirk get out ladybird phantom thread the post three billboards and the winner shape of water guillermo del toro also wins best director both of those are wrong. I'm afraid. I know it's subjective, but those are both wrong. But at the end,
0: <laughs> I think I think the, the the main issue I've got is I was happy when Shape of Water won because the thing that was running all the pre award stuff was three billboards, and it's like
1: fine. But I look. Like, I don't. I, I as the years have gone on, I have seen fewer and fewer of the movies that get nominated for Oscars. I have seen the Shape of Water. I think it's perfectly pleasant it is not an Oscar-winning film. <laughs> like,
0: it's not. It, it, it feels like... This is one of those years, and you see it for the next couple of years at the Oscars, where there is a split in terms of like what feels like the Oscar winner, and there's some people that are going like, well, obviously Get Out is the movie that defines this year. Some people yes. are saying it's through a bit more. And you end up with this split-the-boat type situation where Shape of Water, which no one loves, no. but enough people like... Well, yeah, there you go. What's the
1: least offensive pick? Like, <laughs> um, And also, you know, Guillermo del Toro, like, I'm sorry, but Jordan Peele directed the shit out of Get Out. I'm stunned that Luca Guadagnino doesn't get a look for director here. But this, again, it's they love it. They love to apologise. Here you go. This film wasn't as good as the one you should have won it for, but have this one.
0: Yeah, Over someone it,
1: exactly. else who should have won it, who can then win it for one they should have won it for, blah, blah. But
0: yeah, it's all a mess. It's it's annoying because like I would have obviously Clue, you're probably be my overall pick. Mm-hmm. But like Chalamet. Yep. He's really fucking good. and He's better than Gary Oldman. Gary
1: Oldman is just, you know, oh, Gary Oldman's here. Give it to him. Like Daniel Day-Lewis or Gary Oldman, one of those two was going to win this, like regardless of their work. You know, they often do do good work, but come on. <laughs> I think they just love a physical transformation, don't they?
0: That is the issue is that like it's it's not who's doing the best acting it's who's doing the, <laughs> the most, most acting. acting.
1: Leo please freeze yourself for our amusement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Eat, eat that raw meat. Right. The plot of this movie there is I already told you
1: world's world. most fuckable man goes to northern Italy and introduces yeah, it goes, everyone.
0: Like, li- literally how the movie opens is army hammer gets out of a taxi says hello to this family he's going to be living with cuz he is He's a postgraduate student who is basically chosen by Elio's father to come stay with them in their villa in northern Italy for summer and help him with, like, cataloguing and just summer stuff.
1: Be his research assistant. Like, yeah, just general. Spend the summer abroad with a notable academic. Get some college credits. Like, get some stuff on your CV.
0: Like, yeah. But really spend all your time, like... In just one, wearing
1: honestly. the tiniest of little shorts, big open shirts.
0: A, a, a real problem for the editor on this movie as well, if you haven't heard this story. <laughs> oh? Apparently, Army Hammer's testicles would come free an awful <laughs> lot, and so a decent chunk of time in post- <laughs> in post-work was, like, digitally erasing his balls and
1: oh, shorts. And they couldn't just tell him to wear, like, <laughs> less Apparently no one noticed.
0: <laughs> no, one, no one noticed uh, until...
1: Excellent <laughs> stuff. Um, his apricots on display <laughs> um, yeah I just my note through this first portion is Hammer has such enormous sex appeal just a giant polite well read hunk of man meat yep. um, debating the etymology of the word apricot while Michael Stilberg just like has a Nick Offerman-esque grin on his face, you know, like when Nick Offerman said something that particularly tickles him and he does his little giggle
0: yeah, yeah, like, it's like, <laughs> I purposely told you something wrong and you've corrected me exactly 100% this and is like, like... They're, they're
1: like like, oh, he does it every
0: year <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know what the true meaning of the word apricot is
1: uh, And then my second note was, everybody wants to fuck him <laughs> Because yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure the mother fancies him, I'm pretty sure Stolberg fancies him
0: just... I, I, I really like this early scenes because Elio's confusion is so palpable throughout all of it because it feels yeah. like he's ready like, to hate this person. He's like the hostile on... to him and
1: judgmental yeah. and looks down on him and he's like, oh, later. He's so arrogant. And it's like, okay, dude.
0: <laughs> the look on his face when Oliver eats the egg in the first morning and he's just like, mm. who is this disgusting American pig who is like spreading yolk everywhere at our very nice, friendly breakfast on the veranda
1: is Stilberg supposed to be an american that lives in northern italy
0: i think they are he is an american professor who has a holiday home in italy and has married into like
1: and that's my follow-up question what nationality is the mother because she speaks fluent french german and italian but she seems to have an english accent when she's
0: yeah, so Amira Kazar is a British-born actress who grew up in England, Ireland, and France. It, I think it's just supposed to be an incredibly multilingual, privileged, academic family yeah. who spend their summers in, in Italy. I but... mean,
1: you know, there is that disgustingly wholesome scene where he's laying across the laps of both his parents while his mother translates... What like French into a French book written in German into English or something like that? Yes, um, and it's like okay, this is this is obviously not a universal
0: experience. Um, no, this is this is a family where <laughs> they can afford pianos and yeah, live and in the live in size households. of this
1: house, Ben. The size of the damn thing. The doors are like fifteen feet high.
0: Yeah, but
1: it's fun. Like I was, I was sitting there like thinking oh it's going to be one of these movies where like just nothing happens and like oh look the man has turned up and let's have some conversations but i was like i'm having a nice time
0: <laughs> i yeah. think uh, this now because obviously this movie comes out 2017 obviously yeah. in the uk 2016's a bit of a sh- rocky year for our relationship with europe
1: <laughs> you don't say yeah. So like
0: watching this, and I was just kind of like, oh, God, Europe's really fucking lovely.
1: Isn't Europe <laughs> just a great idea? But yeah,
0: just. <laughs> but no, like, I, I just felt very nostalgic watching it then and watching it now. I think I texted my family and was just like, I know we aren't the family that holidayed in Italy. Like, we we'd spend a lot of time in Portugal yeah. when I was younger and stuff like that, which pretty much was this kind of like forlorn text, and just kind of going, like, God, I, this time last year we were sat around, like, eating breakfast like this by a pool in Portugal and stuff like Mm. that, and just feel very nostalgic. And, like, not even for COVID, but just... Everything. Yeah,
1: exactly. I will say, it made me nostalgic for a holiday I've never had. (laughs) You know? I've never been to Italy, but I was
0: like, oh, I miss Italy. Wait, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, like, this this does tap into some kind of, like, nostalgic feeling. Like, even if you haven't had this kind of holiday in Italy, I presume Mm. a lot of people who have the money to do this have had those holidays where it's like, time feels... So elastic and slow.
1: It's so wistful. <laughs> like, yeah, that's great. All of us very good at volleyball. Mm. Very good at just demanding water. <laughs> just his raw energy throughout this, as he's like, you know, towering over all of them, an athletic specimen. And he's just like, oh, I'll just take a quick break from the volleyball to come over here and be like, oh, I'm about to be a doctor. Let me perfectly massage your shoulder. Off I go again. Yeah, just flitting about being this giant, charismatic, intelligent force. Obviously, there is a great deal of, like, class and... I don't want to say anyone in this is elitist, but there is a definite, like, class structure in play here where, like, he has that same energy as he does in social network where he's, like, he is the Harvard rower, son of a lawyer. Like, you know, it's that, again, where he conducts himself, like, this very posh, jaunty affluent person and it's like there are times where that can get a bit punchable but for the most part it's all just pleasant and charismatic and Yeah. Like
0: you you see it with like the kind of people who are coming to dinner and like Mm -hmm. one of the first like groups of people to come to dinner is this just huge argument about like what Italian cinema means.
1: Yeah, they do keep having these people over for dinner that are like very affluent, very uh intelligent. Very very, very
0: educated, like they sit there and they go, like, we're gonna discuss the latest like piece of art that that we've seen. Yeah.
1: Come round, we'll all look at a painting and drink wine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It I mean it makes sense. They basically bully their child into performing piano for them. <laughs>
1: Play the piano, Elio. Yeah and You're yeah. ruining the mood yeah. by
0: sitting there and being sad that you can't have sex with Oliver.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like from the off it's like, you know he gets Elio's room, Elio's confined to the guest room that's also quite nice, but shares a bathroom, which is weird, but old Italy. And like, you know, just generally pitching Oliver as arrogant and sort of trying to diss him to the to the to the local girls kind of thing, and like you know, very like don't touch me kind of thing, and like it's got this big like you know like the, the read for a lot of it is that like he hasn't quite come to terms with himself, so his reaction is hostility. Hammer reads as a bit more just sort of like he's so confident in who he is because at first I read it as he's a straight dude, and. Like he will later say, I tried to make it obvious by I kept touching you, kind of thing. So I was like, okay, he's, he, he already knew. Because when they actually kiss, he he is very like, we haven't done anything more than that. That's good, kind of thing. Like, we haven't done anything more sinful. And I was like, okay, you're a clause to straight dude, kind of thing. So my read on the uh, early yeah, I think part was just kind of like, he's so manly and confident he doesn't see it as a big deal to touch a man's shoulder, whereas Elio is kind of like this is making me feel weird for reasons I haven't thought through yet. Don't fucking touch me.
0: Um, Yeah. I think it's such an interesting movie to kind of read all those stuff on because like you can't do like a bisexual reading onto it, even though both men obviously like are sexually attracted to and have relationships with women, but also it is definitely isn't kind of like a straight, like wholly homosexual movie in terms of like how it is. It's Mm -hmm. just, I think like the, the, author of the book, Andre Askeman, uh has said, kind of like, it's nebulous on purpose. It's just really about these two people who have this like very, very intense emotional and sexual connection between the two of them. And... That's
1: like Brokeback Mountain. Yes. Like, you know, Heath is so fucking straight in that movie, and yet, they're so tender together, and it's the same... It's arguably more so here. There's a lot more, like, caressing, and like, there is emotion and, like, uh, I think they both think the other is, like, a beautiful artist kind of thing, and they're just sort of like, I think you're brilliant kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> Whereas I, Brokeback is much more just sort of like, I don't know what it is, but I sure want to fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> the,
0: the, the change in the way that Charlemagne performs with mm. Marcia and with Oliver mm-hmm. is, is really interesting in terms of, like, he he feels more like a stereotypical teenage boy when he's with Marcia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's
1: like, oh, let's go skinny dipping, and, <laughs> like, yeah, sort of trying his luck a little bit. Yeah, and I find it funny that um, Stolberg asserts that he thinks Oliver is shy, and I'm like, this is, like, the least shy man I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's so, like, he'll talk to anyone. I think it's more he's quiet, but...
0: I, th- I think when he's says uh, shy he means, like, he's not going to say his feelings, like, he's outgoing, but he's guarded. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And, again, there's lots of this sort of stereotypical, like, accidental, accidentally seeing each other naked, catching him wanking, like, you know, these sort of chaste looks, and the stuff you're trained to expect in a movie like this, where it's like, oh, I accidentally saw him naked, Oh, I didn't hate it. Like, but it becomes so
0: much more than that, but mm-hmm.
1: that, that stuff is all there in this early portion.
0: Like, Like, all of it is kind of, like, I some of them trying to find excuses for the two of them to hang out, like all the scenes of them like swimming together in the pool. Like you get that montage of the swimming trunks, kind of like in the in the bathroom. <laughs> His
1: array of tiny, tiny little pastel shorts. <laughs>
0: exactly, but it's supposed to say like this is this is just how it goes. Is they go and have a little swim together, and yeah. Oliver finding Elio to be the person to like discuss the pages he's written, yep. where he's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense, and then just somehow when elliot was like reading the papers and oliver's like that's the kindest thing that anyone's ever said to me and he's just <laughs> like flip into the pool is
1: yeah, yeah, yeah but i do think they do have this kind of like kindred artists connection together which is really nice to see chalamet getting to play his piano very nice yeah, cool. yeah. he's good he is good so i was like ah, cool doesn't make a big show and dance about like miles teller you know just here he is playing the piano
0: i mean that's the thing is this movie is so hazy and it's full of so many like little tiny vignettes like Mm. we could pick out ones that like we just utterly adore from this early stretch of the movie where like (laughs) they're they're circling each other and just feeling out what the other one feels like neither of them is confident enough to say hey i'm attracted to you Mm. and so they keep on doing these little half-measures to kind of go like, Oh, maybe, maybe this is the one where I'll trip them into, like, like confirming.
1: Sh- yeah, they're, like, showing off to each other at times. And, like, I, particularly when you know, he's playing the guitar and he's like, I like that. And then he plays something else on the piano. He's like, oh, why did you change it? And then he's like, oh, I'm doing it how Blah would have played it. And then he changes it again to how Blah would have played it as a cover of Blah covering Blah. And it's just like, you fucking
0: show off. <laughs> like, the way that Oliver leaves the room after that cuz he's like oh, fuck you like i asked you to play a thing and you didn't play the thing and yeah. then Elliot realizing he's pissed Oliver off yeah. starts playing it the way that Oliver wants it to be played and yeah. Oliver's just like yeah okay I'll well i think we, we,
1: we catch this glimpse of Elio's like journaling and like he i didn't actually manage to catch all of what he'd written but it was just sort of like I was harsh is one that you see quite well-framed. And then there was something about don't like me or doesn't like me. And, you know, this is a kid that is just crippled by his own overthinking, you know? And, like, you get the idea that every little social interaction he has, he goes and he goes away and he, like, introspects
0: about it and, and, like, just... It's, It's such... Teenage girl energy <laughs> to so much of this stuff, and that isn't to say that teenage boys don't do this, but yeah. like the way all of it's framed is like in this, such like he's got his book and he's writing the things, and the scene where he's like writing the note over and over again to to Oliver to like apologize, practicing
1: and like, it, yeah. Then they all go drinking and dancing, and and we've covered this, but he is so magnetic, like literally, it's like four, five, six girls all just watching him and, like, cheering when he kisses the girl, and Elio just
0: sitting there, like, fuming, like, jealous it's, it's and the, resentful. It's the, and It's the most amusing look, where he's just, like, he's looking so intently at Oliver, mm-hmm. and everyone else is reading it as, like, I, I don't know if they're reading it as jealousy, or what, and they're like, oh, this, because Oliver's dancing with the girl, and you're like, no, it's like, confusion like this guy doesn't know what he feels about this person
1: who (laughs) why do i like like looking at you dancing i don't get it stop it
0: (laughs) (laughs) why is he coming to my life why is he so aggressive and out there Mm. and just all these different things and like he just sits there forlornly like smoking a cigarette and drinking (laughs) that that drink until eventually he gets the confidence up to go over and dance and is is less charismatic in his dancing than than hammer is
1: Sure, but, like, I, I do like the the simplicity of, like, how am I just drawing all of them in? Because they just all end up getting up and all dancing together kind of thing. That it's like everyone is just feeding off his energy that he's putting out. And, you know, Elio has his own kind of energy. And then, you know, he goes swimming in his underwear with Nazia and has the kind of relationship with his father. He's like, yeah, I could have maybe had sex with her last night. Which, yeah, some people yeah. have these kinds of relationships with their parents. <laughs> and... Others are mortified when they see other people have these kinds of relationships with their parents. Um, I do like that, like, he doesn't talk about it with his mother. Like, when she's like, what was that? And he's like, oh, you know, nothing. (laughs) But yeah, like, this...
0: This is, like, the low point of their relationship, because this is the day they go visit with their dad to go see the, like, what they've dredged up Mm. from the... I don't know if it's a lake or if it's from, like, a little bay where they've managed to find, like... The and everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, the way they talk in the car is this very, like, combative kind of treatment, and a lot of it comes from, like, Elio feels like he's overperforming in the opposite direction to pretend that he's trying to sleep with someone, and Oliver doesn't like the way that he's kind of, like, rubbing it in his face or, like, yeah. telling... tell Elio telling him to, like, go sleep with someone, and he's Yeah, like, yeah,
1: he's like, oh, like, Chiara is the girl that he kisses, like, comes by, and is like talking up to her how good looking Oliver is and then he's talking to Oliver about like oh I saw her naked or, or I saw her body in the in the moon you know whatever and he's like trying to force it and you know also being very like oh you my father will want you to sit in the back with me and someone else to sit up front or whatever and it's very clearly he wants to sit with him in the back seat but like mm-hmm. you know he says that very thing of like don't play it being a good host like don't disingenuously try and hitch me up with someone. And, like, you know, when he, like, says that thing about, oh, I was trying to make it obvious from the start, the reading does very much become, like, hey, I think I know what's going on here. Don't try and bullshit me, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and then we get this, like, the a lot, I do adore a lot of the scenes of just the way that they frame art in this movie like i'm a big sucker Mm. for movies like like we've discussed it with arrival where like the idea of like scientific discovery but i'm here for the way they discuss the evolution of language and the way they discuss Mm. uh, the the art and like this is what the catholic church did where they make things less gay where they're like (laughs) they took they took these statues the catholic church melted them down and made them into Um, Venus de Milo, like um, a particularly busty Venus de Milo is what they say
1: Don't look at this sexy man, look at this very booby woman (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: okay dude Um, And obviously like this is again a scene where you get one of like 7 billion things that we could choose for the post for this episode of Oliver and Elio like... Shaking
1: hands (laughs) with the arm Yeah Yeah. (laughs) I don't know I'm torn on this one but yeah, I mean it's one of, like, a dozen or more scenes where you've just got lovely music playing behind gorgeous countryside and two good-looking people just hanging out. Um, just, you know, guys being dudes. Being good
0: friends. Guys being, guys being guy pals.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, just good guy pals. I do like the beat of, like... So Elio had arranged to meet Marzia at the river again the next night. Presumably, to have sex. And... I would imagine, under normal circumstances he probably would have had no interest in going on this trip, because his father's very like yeah, you can come, but you have to shut up, because like I know you don't give a shit about this and you're gonna say something silly or whatever and it's like, he went because he wants to spend time with Oliver and he just completely forgot, oh shit, Martia and he just immediately just cycles off and he's mister and everything, but yeah it's, uh, his his attempts to play it straight are uh, are falling apart <laughs>
0: Yes, uh, and then i this is kind of like when the movie consummates the start of their relationship, when yes. they just go on like a little day trip to the local village, and mm. Elio's like, hey, let's come with me to this secret place that I know, which is like a little spring that comes down from the mountain, the water's utterly freezing, and they yeah. just like relax in the sun, and Elio's just like, this is perfect and wonderful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I love this, what everything, <laughs> kind of thing, or whatever he says, yeah. I like... Before they go, that like, you know, there's more of the stuff. And, like, I think there is a, an odd through line that I suspect to be the thing that you're saying is in the book that I don't know about. But um, the Elio is just kind of just overflowing with perverted sexual energy and he's, like, sniffing his shorts kind of thing and dry-humping the bed a bit.
0: Um, so that, um, we, that... can, we can get into the, the, like, really crass thing that's in the book if you want, which is basically, like, there's a lot of the idea of, like, mixing bodily fluids including stuff you would find in the toilet oh dear and like there's a scene where like i can't remember who if it's Elio or oliver just starts massaging the other one's stomach and saying like i can't wait for like us to be combined in the toilet bowl and it's like okay this is weird you've
1: gone too far there (laughs) but what i do like is Sorry, that's going to take a moment to recover from. Um, no, there's this... It took, be-
0: took a moment to recover from when I read the book.
1: I'm sure. There's this beautiful scene. They go to the town to pick up his pages or whatever, and the war monument, and Mm-mm. they both make the long way around it, and the whole way around, Elio is, like, practising what his reply is to his question. He's sort of like, you know, he's like, is there anything you don't know? I know nothing... Of the thing, you know, I think you know what I don't... You know, he's, like, talking about I don't have life experience or whatever. And he's, like, why... basically
0: say, like, I am still a virgin.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, you know, he's very well read, but he knows not the ways of the flesh. Um, (laughs) And he's, like, you know, why did you tell me that? And they walk different ways around this big monument. And he's, like... I can't remember what he's even saying, but when he goes back to the other side, he's like, you're the only person I could tell, or something like that. And just, we talk about this a lot, I think, across all of our podcasts. The sense of geography being Mm. important, and this feels so much, I mean, it is a real location, but it's captured so well on film that, like, I know exactly where Oliver is, you know? Even while I can't see him, I know what's happening here. I know they're both walking the long way around this big circular thing, and they will meet on the other side, and I anticipate it, and then they do meet, and he says something different to what he was practising, and it's just, I, I love that, like, that's that's just a great little 30 second scene look there. Yeah, and you and know. you
0: add into it this, like, the sense of history, like, this is the mm. kind of thing you don't find everywhere, like...
1: Yeah. Europe all of, be all of, old.
0: <laughs> yeah, Oliver coming over to this thing and then going like, ah, yes, a monument to World War Two, and Elliot's like, no, it's World War One that... <laughs>
1: Yes, like America, like, there's more than one World War. Um, and, like, you know, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's one of the worst battles of all of World War I and,
0: and The amount of people who died and just this statue, and, like, you, you can't quite see the monument until the camera pans up to yeah. this person on top of the hill. I don't know, just everything about it is framed in this just like really mm. interesting way where you're still focusing on Elio, but it's still giving you the sense of history of, of this town even yeah. if like not much time is spent there and so much of this movie is centered on this just little villa yeah. just outside it but
1: and then Oliver for the first time kind of addresses what leo has started to come to terms with uh you know are you saying what I think you're saying and we can't speak about these kinds of things and there is a subtext of like we can't be caught or we can't be seen together I don't know enough about the politics of northern Italy in the 80s to know if this is. You know the in the complete ins and outs of this, but it is very like I'll do whatever you want behind closed doors, but like nobody can see us, not even strangers kind of thing, so they go to that private spot and the not kiss leading to the actual you know when he steps right in front of them, kind of thing, yeah, and has all this like a day to kiss me energy, and then they do end up kissing. Um, like
0: even even just the like point where Oliver just starts to like touch Elio's lips when mm-hmm. they're like lying on the floor and stuff like that just building up to this.
1: I wrote he fingers his mouth. But, <laughs> you know, you say it how you want to
0: say it and I'll say it <laughs> how I was I mean we're gonna get into some like hot finger action.
1: <laughs> Coming off the handmaiden as well.
0: <laughs> yeah. But like, um, just like this is this is sort of it but also I do like that the movie kinda leaves it a little bit unclear like why Oliver is pulling back.
1: Yeah, he's very like, I know myself We haven't done anything to be ashamed of And that's a good thing And like, (laughs) Elio fully just puts his hand on his cock And then he's just (laughs) like, no And it's like, you know, I'll kiss you I'll acknowledge that level of attraction But if we have sex, it's real Kind of thing
0: Yeah, Um, Like, you get the scenes earlier on where he's like I think the implication is similar To the scene earlier on with the egg Where he's like, I can't have a second egg Because then I'll have a third and then a fourth Right. Right, 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 right I am. I am so insatiable that if you give me access to this thing, then I'll oh, fuck your goddamn brains out. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, some good sound bites from this one <laughs> that could be isolated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Elio massively overcompensates. Um, yeah,
0: Elio goes so fucking straight mm-hmm. for like the next like twenty minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. all while like it feels like it's less. Like, it isn't to say that he's an attractive Martha, because obviously, like, Mm -hmm. he is able to have sex with her, he is able to, like, have an orgasm and all these different things, but it just feels like something has been unlocked in him by Oliver Mm -hmm. that basically just makes him this, like, big mass of horny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, is like, we have no evidence that he's just the horniest teenager in the world before Oliver arrives, because once he does, we see him sniffing his shorts and fucking a peach and. All sorts of other things. And we don't... You know, maybe he was like this before. But as... We can only go with what is presented on the screen. And the implication is Oliver arrives and he has a sexual awakening. Yes. And the rest of it is, like, this is what is expected of me to crack on to the local girl that I've spent all this time with. And, like, you know, physical things feel good. (laughs) You know? So, like, you know, I don't think it says anything about his sexuality if he enjoys the act of having sex with Marcia, but you know she she makes all these not so subtle comments about like people who read a lot are very secretive and they they have a big secret and and yeah it's like okay.
0: but she but she also knows exactly what's going on like she might not know that he isn't straight
1: it's never said but she fully gives him the I support you you know when when she sees him crying at the end
0: yeah. Like she realizes that, like this is something to do with Oliver, yeah. and like even even in this first conversation when like they're going on those dates where they're gonna end up seeing together later on the day, and she's like, "I know you're gonna hurt me." Like yeah. there is just something inside me that tells me that you are gonna hurt me for whatever reason I yeah, don't know and, what there, and reason
1: there's is. there's all these little comments about Oliver and and like you know everyone looking at him and asking where he is and saying he's attractive and and yeah, I I, I think basically no one in this movie is stupid. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, uh, I do like the this is the kind of thing where I'm like am I just being overly wanky for making these comments but the music seems to change with Elio's mood where like mm. the first half hour, 45 minutes it's all just very jolly and upbeat and then you hit this stretch where it gets a little bit sharper on the ear because he's become a lot more confused or well he's he's confused at the start I would say but like when he's going in this other direction and he thinks that he thinks that Oliver hates him a bit and, and stuff like that. The music gets a little bit less pleasant to listen to. And then when you hit the point of, uh, there is a point later on where the music kind of just vanishes, where it's almost like, it's clarity, but it's frozen in time.
0: It, it's and like then It's that, it stretch, get, that yeah. stretch when like, they, they have sex for the first time, yes. to them leaving for each other and you get it's just just, Stevens coming in
1: yeah yeah and then it becomes this just beautiful this dreamy little getaway but before the stretch before that it's just silent and I I read that very as like Elio is like sort of paralyzed he's like caught in this moment of like because he then does have that realization of you're gonna go at some point but yeah that's just something I noticed that like the music was getting a little bit like abrasive to the ear at this point and it coincided with him
0: you know banging Marzia and, and like, writing all over the letter and stuff. Yeah, and, like, finding finding this secret room that seems like it's, like, a little storeroom where he can, like, (laughs) sleep with Marzia in the house without bothering anyone.
1: Yeah, in this giant fucking house. And I like the first time they have sex. It's, like, bad and painful and funny and shit. <laughs> and
0: that's the thing I appreciate, is an awful lot of sex scenes in movies, it's like... We both had,
1: we both came simultaneously in 32 seconds.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like It's the worst thing that you see. It's like, we didn't do anything else, I just put my penis inside of you, and I came because that's how sex works.
1: And 100% of the this, time.
0: And in this, it's like, Elio comes in five seconds and... Marty laughs, laughs at him, yeah, yeah. And before like, that, so, he's hurting her a little bit, and like, yeah. And so frequently, movies don't show sex can be funny. Like,
1: yeah, weird stuff happens, noises happen weird, your body's in strange positions. Stuff gets funny,
0: yeah. And like, I, I don't. It's just it's just nice and refreshing to see yeah. a movie about teenagers doing consensual things with other teenagers where. Like it shows what yeah. sex can be like, messy and, and funny. And, and, and
1: we're also stuff. trained to think that laughing in sex me is a sign that it's bad, and she judges him, and she will never have sex with him again. Instead of just like this was a funny moment, it doesn't change anything between us, kind of thing. Yeah, you exactly. know, where it, it's it's like a it's like a mutual laughter as opposed to like her going <laughs> you're so terrible.
0: But I do like that it kind of. A great juxtaposition between the two the scenes that they have together and the scenes that Oliver and Elio have together where like it becomes there's like more foreplay there's more sensualness to to the way these other sex scenes go
1: yeah I I was like, like you know the, the first time is you know the awkward time but like when they do it in the attic I was like surprised at like, like my readers like this was hot like this was a uh, this this went well for both of them and Ooh, like no, yeah, they're absolutely. very all over each other afterwards and i was sort of surprised by that in some ways that it wasn't like an awkward act for him because he's actually a big gay gay who doesn't like women um
0: no he's just at this point he is just horny and will fuck anything <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, is, yeah is the entire point
1: but just like and... you know the decision to like have her him going down on her you know like that seems like very out of left field kind of thing and one thing that did bother me i read into it afterwards that like james ivory was very disappointed that both of them basically signed contracts that said we will not be shown naked and he, i think he said that's very american of you or whatever yeah and we talked about it and Brokeback, back this this movie that is famous for its explicit gay sex or whatever
0: the more explicit sex scenes between a man and a woman. Yes, and you
1: see her topless, and it's sort of like, what was the need for this? Like, if you're not going to show, and I'm not saying you have to show nudity, you have to show explicit sexual acts. It's just kind of like, why is this necessary and this isn't kind of. Thing. Yeah, the the most you
0: get is like obviously a lot of like. Blowjob acting, and <laughs> you have the scene where Oliver wipes some cum off his chest. And stuff yeah, that.
1: and like <laughs> you know, they they go there with the noises that you often don't hear in movies. Like blowjobs are completely silent in movies and stuff like that. Um, and they, they do go there, it's just kind of like, and you know, maybe this is a kind of European comfort towards boobs that like Western, you know, America and the UK are much more like, oh, tits, and like. It's not as big of a thing in Europe, so maybe they didn't consider Marzia's toplessness to be
0: well, the it's same. One of those, but... It's one of those interesting things, because obviously an awful lot of the creative team on this movie are gay, because obviously James Merchant, famously mm-hmm. homosexual, uh, Luca Guadagnino is also gay, so you get like That's cool. L- LGBT people like actually in the creative positions on this movie, but you have hired two nominally straight actors... Yeah. Um, obviously, Andrew Ham- uh, Army Hammer is a big old kinky bastard based on his Twitter likes. Oh <laughs> yeah! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah!
1: You stalking Army Hammer's Twitter, Ben?
0: <laughs> no, everyone got. Uh, apparently, he liked a lot of links with um, with chains and stuff like that in okay. fairly recently. So, I um,
1: mean, look, when you're a very large man, and there's just so much physicality there, like you know. Yeah. the Kratos effect but um.
0: I, I think the, the interesting thing is I, and I think something that Hollywood and movies in general need to come out of is like, even though we've got queer people directing queer stories an awful lot of the stuff that is commissioned is done in a way that makes it more appealing to straight audiences mm-hmm. like at the end of the day Elio and Oliver are very um, traditionally attractive people mm-hmm. and it isn't to say that Army Hammer isn't massively massively hot but this isn't <laughs> as queer as they could make this movie this it's still cis straight white people playing these roles and stuff like that yeah i mean and...
1: army hammer is i mean having you here to confirm this is helpful but like there's this phenomenon where like ryan gosling and ryan reynolds and people like this there's this saying that like straight men find them more attractive than women and, and gay men do kind of thing where it's like you know what what and army hammer is potentially playing into that realm where it's like straight men are confusing. I think this is what women find attractive. Therefore, I think I think they're attractive, kind of thing, as opposed to genuine attraction. But no, I you know he is actually sexy as fuck. But yeah, I mean to that point, like he is a very like conventionally attractive Adonis like man. So yeah, I could see that like playing to a straight audience a bit.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's the thing is a lot of people who I've had conversations with about this movie are. Uh, nominally straight girls and stuff like that who like again like they're allowed to love this movie and love this movie wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. but there is like you do see pushback from the LGBT community for this kind of thing. Like, I've seen gay men be like, "This isn't accurate. This isn't like a true re- reflection." And, stuff like that. and I can't speak to their experiences. I found this movie kind of like heartbreaking, crushing, and, and lovely and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. there are def- there is definitely a pushback, maybe from a more uh, what what that of, it's
1: like too perfect too uh,
0: yeah I think everyone's it, it, too it, attractive it kind <laughs> of shaves off some of like the messiness that can come with these kind of things right. and it and again it's written in such a way that it, it still tracks to kind of like we're only allowed to make these kind of tragedies when it comes to to gay. People, right, in right, a lot right, of right, ways, right, right, right. like where they can't end up together at the end of the movie. Like handmaiden is genuinely uh, yeah. breath fresh air, and that they have to end up together at the end of the movie,
1: right? And I, I was, I said that right at the start that like the stereotype that of course he runs back to the nearest woman and over to make sure that he doesn't end up with a gay dude. Like, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Like, like, then it has to be this fleeting, tragic thing, right? Like,
0: yeah like we're not at a point like obviously like stuff like love simon exists and love simon isn't like a a great movie but it's kind of more in the realm of what we should be getting which is like we should be making movies about gay relationships that don't have to be dramas they can be comedies they can be yeah. incidental things that go on between the two of them like oh, yeah. why do we not have more gay rom-coms why do we not have more hmm. movies in which the main character is just instantly gay rather
1: i than- i have always said that but like we will never be there until we have a gay action star, and it's not like, look how many gay jokes we shoved in. Look, he's gay, 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 gay. If it's just incidentally he's gay, and it's an action movie or whatever, like, yeah. And we, I, I don't see us getting there. Like, I just think Hollywood is so <laughs> incredibly homophobic, and and yeah,
0: but yeah, it's yeah. a shame in that, like, just all of these things. Like, I love a lot of these movies. I love god's own country i love colin and name i love the handmaiden i love portrait of a lady on fire but they all fit into a very like they're all dramas they're all very heightened and yep all these different things and it's just a shame that this is the pigeonhole that yeah like, like queer cinema has to exist in yeah where, and,
1: and like- we talked about one of the biggest queer films ever in broback mountain and how's that end mm-hmm. one of them's fucking beaten to death like potentially, we, we, for <laughs> being gay, yeah, like we we don't see it, but yeah, like that has to have the tragic ending where one
0: of them is without the other. Yeah, yeah there's there's like an impetus for like movies about queer relationships have to be epic or yeah, tragedies yeah. or or whatnot. And yeah, that's... and
1: that help, that doesn't help with normalizing things, you know, when it when it has to be an almost mythic thing that could never really happen, you know, it's like come on just yeah uh, yeah like
0: this this movie kind of like the the haziness of the summer where it's like this life-changing event that happened this one summer between turning 17 to 18 like it helps the movie but also hurts it a little bit because it's like yeah or it's
1: like it almost didn't count it almost wasn't real like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i'd take that, t- 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 that
0: point up until you get that speech from still at the end where it's like no this is real like and we'll get to how fucking wonderful that speech is but yeah I think but when yeah. I'm sad, I'm just going to put that speech on. <laughs> and
1: I don't know it doesn't apply to me in any way, but I just I felt so loved and supported. <laughs> uh.
0: But yeah, this is basically now when so you get the inklings of like dad being very progressive in this scene because obviously Elio and Oliver are kind of like circling each other and like daring the other one to to convince the other one to come have sex, but. Um, <laughs> As, as Elio lovingly calls them, an uh, academic couple, friends of theirs, uh, Sonny and Cher, are coming over for dinner tonight. <laughs> and, and, like, everyone wants Elio to, like, wear the shirt that they bought him, which is this very, like, loud, extravagant, like, very obviously, like... Because the couple who come over are incredibly gay, yes. wearing matching, like, tuxedos with... Just with gay people.
1: out loud. <laughs> I, I do like his comment that like they've seen me not wearing it, it's gonna be an obvious put on when I go and change.
0: But yeah, and then and then Dad just kinda of going like stop talking down to them, stop using slurs against their homosexuality. Hmm. And and Elio's like, Mum calls them Sonny and Cher and it's like, Yes, because they're friends, like you're using it in a mean way, she's using it in like, I love these two, I love spending yeah, time yeah, with yeah, them way.
1: And, like, he's already had his little speech to Oliver about... He's talking about the statues and the forms of the bodies and, and like, you know, oh, they're almost daring you to not find them attractive or whatever. And, and Oliver even gives him this look of, like, don't know what you're trying to say, my friend, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the... Uh, you know, he's he's been, like, you know, grow up, I'll see you at midnight kind of thing because he's, like, convinced he hates him because because they kissed and then he went and fucked a lady and I guess he's been, like, not spending time with him, but yeah, they they do meet on the balcony at midnight and uh, initiate this very (laughs) sloppy encounter, as it were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I found the door slam very funny. Like, his sort of, like, waving his arms side to side afterwards, that very sort of drunk impulse of, like, telling things to shush after they've Made a noise, you know. The
0: thing is, I like I like that they're acting like everyone knows that they're in conjoined rooms. It's not like yeah,
1: it, this is really not that hard to put together, guys. Like you're not, you haven't snuck halfway across. You haven't gone from the east wing to the west wing past all of the bedrooms. Like you're right next to each other. Like
0: there's literally a door connecting the two of you.
1: Yeah, as, which you both as... often leave open.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> Oliver very memorably uses the next morning. Ah, uh, yes. They bang, and this is, like, literally about, like, 20 minutes. It's not 20 minutes, but, like, a long time of just, like, having sex, having a break, going to have a cigarette, like, talking about their feelings and stuff like that. And
1: Was a little bit annoyed by the classic cutaway to the window kind of thing, but, yeah, and then the reason for the name of the film slash book, this whole call me by your name, I'll call you by ni- mine and they do have this little exchange of saying each other's names and stuff and like, it, it feels like something so, it's so hyper specific and like it works but like it shouldn't
0: <laughs> yeah no that's the thing, that's the beauty of it. it like, an awful lot of the book and the movie is kind of this idea of like two becoming one, these two inseparable things conjoining together and like this is part of it where it's like I want you to inhabit me so fully that you have my name and I have your name right and, and
1: then his gross sex acts thing yes I mean, gross sex acts thing.
0: yeah it's, it's, it's more about that kind of thing like I want to be inseparable from you right. in a lot of ways and it, it's a very gorgeous thing but like it as you say like in in any other movie this could come up and be like Oh, I don't, I don't get this. Like, I, I yeah. watched, um, or I read the Old Guard the comic book a little while ago, right? And there's a speech in that about like a gay couple, which is like very overwritten, but like very, it reads very well on the page. But then you come to watch it in the movie, and you're like, oh god, this, it feels clunky, yeah. When spoken aloud, like this thing that I could read in my own head with my cadence, like there is a weirdness to it. And yeah. this speech is in the book, but there isn't that like sense of clunkiness and. It does become the calling card between the two of them later on in the movie. Like, when they have the phone call at the end.
1: I think it works there. And I think it works when he leaves him the shirt and stuff. But when they're just saying it, I'm just sort of like, I don't know about this. (laughs) Like, I know you've made it the name of your movie and stuff, but... mm, But, yeah. Yeah. And then they... (laughs) There's a little bit of awkward friction between them. And there is that scene where they sort of awkwardly go to their separate rooms. And then he gives them, like, five seconds of head and slams the door on him. (laughs) Like,
0: I I, I want to be the Dominator one here. Yeah. Essentially. I'm still in charge of this dynamic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I guess that's where it's a little bit dodge. And then it gets a little bit, like... It starts to get sad. Because... I don't know, Elio doesn't offer to go to town with him, but then runs and meets him there anyway, and then is like, actually, should I go? And it's just, he's just, again, he's paralysed by being unable to commit to to a decision or a thing to say. And then Oliver having the confidence to just be like, I'm so glad we slept together, and of course you don't realise that, and stuff like that. But then also being like, like, they have to sneak off in order to kiss or anything, you know? It's like, you're willing to just say that, knowing anyone could overhear you, but then you're not willing to do anything physical in front of anyone. It's just, it's an odd little dynamic there.
0: But. Yeah, it is, like, them trying to keep it a secret, because they don't want anyone to judge them, but being unable to stay away from each other. Like, yeah. Oliver being the only person that notices that Elio gets the nosebleed, and, like, <laughs> falling into the house and stuff like that, and then just the foot rub that happens, which whilst painful is <laughs> still unbearably erotic
1: i forgot there's that little line about we are we are Jews of, of discretion or something like that. <laughs> yeah i don't know just this this thing where they're both very all over each other but also both seem to want to hide it and is it for each other's benefit is it that sort of second guessing each other and like, oh, I assume he wants to keep it a secret, so I'll tell him it's, we'll keep it a secret.
0: I, I don't know, but... yeah, and he, then and He then fucks then a peach about it. He fucks a peach about it. <laughs> Elio is so confused that he starts fingering the peaches' bottle. <laughs>
1: I was like, I mean, there's subtle and then there's this. Like. <laughs> yeah.
0: We are only two movies into our peach trilogy. So... <laughs> There is um, one more memorable peach to come up before the end of this mini series.
1: Excellent. He I know I mean, I know he ruins the peach anyway, but like <laughs> before he fully ruins the peach, he has ruined that peach. Like it's <laughs> deflated, it is all over his bed.
0: He's like. got to get the stone out because he doesn't want to scratch his dick on the peach stone. Of
1: course. Of course. Uh, I think my favourite bit of movie trivia I've ever read is that uh Chalamet and Wadonino both expressed doubt that it would be a thing you could do and then both separately tried it <laughs> and reported back. <laughs> yeah, let's put it in the movie. <laughs> I just like the idea of Charlemagne being like, nah, there's no way you could wank with a peach, right? No, 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 no. Alright, I'll see you tomorrow and then both being like, Did did you try it? Yes, oh my god. <laughs> uh just somewhere. Hollywood megastar Timothy Chalamet wanking with a peach for real for movie research you know
0: Tim why have you got 12 <laughs> peaches on, as a tax deductible oh amazing
1: um my notes here read fucks it exclamation mark comes in it exclamation mark Oliver threatening to eat it question mark question mark question mark
0: that's the thing it's like it's the tensest <laughs> I've been in a movie in forever because like, I can't remember <laughs> if he eats the peach or like, does he eat the fucking peach Ugh. <sighs> No. I Not
1: like I it. like that he's like, What did you do? He's like, he knows. He's got that big hardcore, like, look, I was a seventeen year old once. I it hasn't come out yet, but I've seen American Pie. I know what you're up to. <laughs> I also like that he does it and then falls asleep with it just on the side, you know. That thing isn't getting any less disgusting while he's having a nap. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> just in this hot, musty room full of dust. Yeah.
1: Oh god, I didn't even think about that part. And then that like hilariously disgusting thing is just completely dissolved by him just weeping and saying, I don't want you to go. Um,
0: yeah, and it, it's this mix of, like, he doesn't know if he's, like, a pervert or broken or what it is about him. Yeah. Like, and it, it really is just, you're just a horny 17-year-old who's had something unlocked in them.
1: Yeah, you you are sincerely horny for the first time. <laughs> Like you've you've gotten a taste of what is for you as a Yeah, it were. rather
0: than rather than indiscriminately horny, you yeah, have yeah, a, yeah. a thing to like aim the horn at.
1: Yeah, you're not just humping the furniture. You are like,
0: oh god. Now I know for sure what I like. I'm I'm humping the furniture but imagining a particular face. <laughs>
1: exactly. And I've i found a part of a fruit that is immistakably not like a vagina. <laughs>
0: So, yeah. But yeah, like, and and it's it's fun. Like, There's a lot of little bits that I really appreciate. Like, I love, and this is skipping back a little bit, but like, the day when Oliver sends in the notes saying, like, come meet me at midnight, and just the amount of shots of him looking at his watch, and just how time. And this movie is so, in a very different way to Boyhood, where Boyhood is, like, rushing through 13 years, rushing in quotation marks. <laughs> this movie is, like, it. the first stretch of this movie is this long lackadaisical summer and then when they finally consummate their relationship it's like yeah it's over
1: it's the dead of summer yeah yeah yeah. the last days yeah I've been meaning to say this actually you last week were like oh there's a there's a fear that this could go like boyhood and you'll hate it and the way you hate boyhood night and day for me like I don't these have nothing in common from my perspective but you love them both so
0: I do love them both I I mean I think they are but love for different reasons I think they're both Doing different things, but I both. Yeah. think I mean, like, I
1: take the point that both of them don't really have a plot as much as they're just sort of like look at people feeling things. But I like the characters and the writing and everything about this in a way that I'm like. I mean, I guess these people are fine in Boyhood,
0: but we're not here to relitigate Boyhood. <laughs> we are not. With that is that has been done. It's a long episode. <laughs> Everyone Hopefully judges this won't me be as long. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and now now we get the stage where like I, you seem to have fully fallen for the movie where they go away on the holiday together because like Oliver's got to go do something in another town in Bergamo, and so yeah, Elliot's, Elliot's parents are like, you two seem to be spending so much time together. <laughs> this is this is great. Just
1: take- wouldn't that be nice for them, darling, darling? Wouldn't that be nice for them? Y- <laughs> yes, yes. Shut up. <laughs> they can go. Fuck. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and just before they go, like you know, is basically like what the fuck, why you ghost me? Very subtle thing, he doesn't speak French to her for a bit there, like, I think he almost exclusively speaks for French to her in the rest of the movie, and yeah. there's just that brief moment where he seems to, like, I don't know if it's just that, it, it might be a subconscious thing, be trying to put up a minor barrier between them, but he, he does start to again, but, like, for a couple of sentences, he doesn't speak French to her. I do like that he's obviously fluent in French. She doesn't speak good English, the actress, and she just hung out on set talking French with him. And it's like, that's nice for her, probably, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I, uh, well, I, I do appreciate how European everything about this is, where, like, everyone dips in and out of multiple different languages yeah like she's
1: speaking italian to like the old housekeeper or whatever and then the two of them speak french to each other and then there'll be english as the common language to the the old gay dudes yeah and like she's a parisian girl living in northern italy like yeah it's just like how what a lovely hodgepodge europe is you know Mm. That we should not exit, but never mind. Were we ever really in it? <laughs> We're just sort of from the outside. Going yeah, away.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, and then you get this like very lovely where Ellie and Oliver just spend like three days together in each other's company in this like little tiny hotel room.
1: Yeah, this have um, a very nice sign. They wrestle, they dance. I love you get that this they history
0: of love playing when they go up a little hillside. Yeah, oh,
1: beautiful. It's the trailer. The trailer is just. This song and then the Call Me By Your Name monologue and just lots of them in the in the countryside and it's all just beautiful. I love them stumbling across a guy listening to Love My Way in in his car, like, Yes, you <laughs> and then they dance together and she's so this, telling him a story and he's like What'd she say?
0: <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a little bit different to in the book where like okay. they do spend this three days away. Oh, but, like, Rome, they gotta
1: Rome, don't
0: they? Yeah, yeah, but instead of instead of like stumbling across this car and, like, Love My Way being reprised. I imagine Love My Way the most expensive song to get for this movie, and so they're like, we should use it again. Well,
1: oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I and mean, then if the psychedelic furs have said yes, you say, cool, twice then. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: um, but yeah,
0: it's also yeah. a hell of a song. So. It is a hell of a song. I mean, she she hitchhiked from Italy to London to watch them play, so... Ah, okay. But no, in the book, they um, don't stumble across people in a the car, they stumble across this like dinner, and you get this like big, long extended scene where... Oliver and Elio are like just hanging out with this like massive, massive group of people who are just eating and getting drunk and Mm. just more and more falling in love. And it's this great, big, lovely communal thing. And I imagine it would have been an absolute bitch for them to film like 40 or 50 extras kind of like sat around a table, like drinking and being merry and stuff like that. But it's, it's a a really lovely, a really, really lovely sequence in the books that whilst I missed it, I'm like, they replaced it with another other stuff that I don't, it would have come, too late and been too long in this movie for it to happen but
1: yeah well this is the thing i was almost like i i wanted to say something like it should have ended here no way. it should have ended here no way. it should have ended here kind of thing but each each new ending is is better than the last so it, it gets away with it but it does
0: definitely feel like it's on its home stretch even though there's like half an hour left i think i think it's just one of those things where the movie has to build up to this point where it has to feel like they wasted so much time in being snipey and aggressive with each other and just, before they finally... And, like, dancing around it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so it does feel a little bit more like, well, if they just said this to each other early on, then they would have had more time together rather than this, like, couple of days at the yeah. house and this three-day break, yeah. where which, like, obviously, Oliver having to take care for a very, very drunk Elio after he, like, throws up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then there's that weird like double negative shot when he's passed out drunk or whatever. That was an odd choice, but hey. The anxiety induced by him fucking about on the train platform. Obviously he knows he's gonna catch it, but I was just like, Get on the fucking train, get on the fucking train
0: <laughs> But yeah, they, they Yeah, the the parents get the later, Elio does not get the little later. Oh, I like when he leaves them and he's like running down the whole bus, like
1: cha 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 and Kiara gets there too late and stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, Kiara's one of my favorite things where it's just like, you don't understand. Like, is it just she wants to fuck him? Or <laughs> I think the book does get into like, they actually have like long conversations and Kiara's like his confidant and knows that he wants to bang uh, Elio.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And like, there isn't actually anything sexual there and Oliver has talked to Kiara. But in the movie, it's just like, it just seems like there's this like lonely girl who's like, horny for the
1: American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ships in the night. Yeah, and then Timothy Chalamet just earns his fucking paycheck as the saddest looking boy in the world for quite a while, <laughs> just sitting at the train station for a while like... and calling
0: his mum, which just reinforces like how old he is. Where he's like, "I know I should get the train home or the bus or how we're supposed to do it, but I need."
1: Can you tram- pick me up while I'm just a wreck? Um, and then leaving him in the car while he looks so sad. While Marcia comes up to him and stuff, and um, you know later saying that she loves him and. Agree to be friends, and they have a nice hug, and it's like, okay, that's good. It could have gone a lot worse for both of them.
0: His mum looks so, like, I don't know if she's just like, this is heartbreak, he needs to deal with it on his own, mm. or if it's like, I'm just completely oblivious. She
1: does seem oddly oblivious it. when earlier on she seems like the more on it of the two parents, where she is like, he likes you, or whatever, and I, was, I read it as, like, she knows what's up. And then when, when Stolberg delivers his big monologue, and... Very briefly, I forgot myself, and it was like, does mum know? And he's like, no. And I was like, what? Of course she knows. She knows you two are gay. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you mean, does she know that you're gay? <laughs> well, you know, you had a tryst, perhaps. Who knows?
0: I mean, this this fucking monologue is so good. <sighs> and just, just everything about it, like, the idea of, like, the whole part about, like, we do so much to not feel pain that yep. by the time we're 30 we are we are nothing left like we remove parts of ourselves because that part of ourselves causes us pain we have um,
1: less and less to offer each person because we've like ripped everything out and like you rip us so a part of yourself out to cure yourself of things faster like that thing of like you know oh I was hurt when I had a big loving I loved carelessly and I got hurt so now I won't I'll guard my heart and it's like yeah but you're gonna be less <laughs> fun to date and you know just feel things feel the love feel the pain take it with you kind of thing
0: and then just obviously as you said like the, yeah. the, the revelation at the end where he goes like i'm gonna say one more thing hopefully to clear the air and like obviously he's already reinforced that, like what you had was special like don't ever forget like how special this yeah. thing had is and then he's like i almost had what you had but <laughs> i i wasn't strong enough or confident enough to like commit to it
1: they both seem a little bit hesitant to fully embrace it, and this is the 80s. The father, we've got to assume this is 60s, 50s, even less acceptable. So,
0: yeah. It's especially just, especially when you're thinking, like, as the era that he presumably was, if he was in America, yeah. in it just in terms of, like, an academic who, who might be gay, like, uh, that's yeah. the kind of thing that you got chased out of the country, or, exactly, like, yeah. strung up as a communist. He's for. a
1: soft communist, get him out of here. It's so beautifully written, like, when he's just like, there are many parents that would want to just sort of, like, squash this down and cure you and whatever. He's like, but I am not such a parent. And it's just so like, just that lovely little turn of phrase. And yeah, it's just so... At the very least, he should be
0: nominated for an Oscar bonus. I know!
1: <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I, I don't, there's nothing we can say short of just reading the whole thing out. It's just so good. Go pull it up on YouTube, everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then we get the the like the little postscript to the movie where we cut ahead six months. They've obviously gone to school and done stuff, but they're they're now back in Italy for, for Hanukkah. And Elliot was wearing like the weirdest like I was like
1: stuff. Is Chalamet in an actual beret. Has he fully just reached his final form? No. Yes. <laughs>
0: And his weird, like, poofy shirt. And then, like, flawlessly walk around the house, and then you get this phone call from Oliver, and he's so excited mm-hmm. to start this phone call. And then Oliver's just like, I've got some news. And he's like, oh, what, are you getting married? And Oliver's just like... Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> In the spring.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And, the, like, the parents come on for a second, and they're like, oh, we're picking the new you. and um... It's a she... And that they know
0: they, they hear the news that he's getting married and they're immediately like, they're gonna want to talk about this. This is not for us. We'll congratulate him because we know that there presumably wasn't a long term future with our son and we're happy for him because we like this person. Yeah, like we spent yeah, yeah. some with him and he's a very nice, lovely man who both of us want to bang, but <laughs> it's mm. obviously something that our son has to process here and like, they just have this, like, closure conversation in yeah. ways.
1: Yeah. I, I do like the, they say each other's names, or their own
0: names, kind of thing. It, it's like this confirmation that they have both still hold this power over one another. Like yeah, even that,
1: even... that he changes his voice when he says it, you know? Like, he's very like, Haha, well, you know, sorry, dude. And then he's like, he's he's who he knew again. When he says it, and he's like, I remember everything. And, like, yeah. It, it's it's sad. It, in some ways, it's sadder for Oliver. Like, obviously, it's devastating for Elio, but you get the sense that he will... You know, with with that parenting team and, you know, the life he lives, you, you would hope he goes on to meet someone who is more willing to live this life. But, like, Oliver is very clearly a closeted man, like, who is... <laughs> who has a beard and is living a repressed life and everything and like denying himself this kind of thing and this was like I was watching it and I was like it probably should have ended when he went away on the train and you know he just sadly watches him go and then I was like it probably should have ended after the monologue it was so supportive and then I uh, you know as I said at the start like Chalamet just looks into that fire and I'm like fuck <laughs> look at you go lovely
0: absolutely lovely so there's been a lot of conversation obviously last year um, Andre Ackerman released a sequel to Call Me By Name called Find Me Mm. which is mostly set about 10 years after the events of this movie and the entire cast of this movie have been very open about like they want to come back similar to like a before sense and do another one of these at some point in the future is that something you'd be open to (laughs) like maybe in like 2026 or something like that like this cast coming back together to do a 90 set version of this
1: would i be open to it
0: yeah like is that something that would interest you i'm i'm intrigued about like whether or not like would you want to spend more time in this world with these people
1: no i think this is i think that would kind of i don't know where that goes like does does this man have an affair with with the young man and like again leave him like i don't i don't see a way that that is happy you know, like it, I think this is beautiful as it is and I think it's got a poignant ending and I think Elio has a whole life to go live and I don't want to see it I want to just entrust that he will go live it. What about you?
0: I, I, I don't know, part, part of me is like I agree because obviously the before trilogy gets darker as it goes on. I think the second movie is is pretty much close to functionally perfect, but this feels like I don't know, like, too much of a good thing to, to, the, the the sequel has not had good reviews from mm. what I've heard I've not read it, I have it sat on my shelf I may read it.
1: I just kind of think that like the only things that need sequels are things where you're building a whole world, and when you're telling just a story about just characters in a very simple setting and you have in many ways finished their story, like you're forcing it kind of thing. Like on some level, I always want more of a thing I like, but I just feel it's more powerful as it is. Yeah. I have no doubt at some point, someone will make a film of that but bo- of the sequel book, but I, I would doubt it will feature these people. So
0: I would be, I'd be intrigued. Everyone seems very open to it, but I think it, it's one of those things that needs to sit yeah. for a while longer. If they were to plan on do it and stuff like that. I, d- I just
1: worry about it tainting it, you know? Like yeah. you nailed it. Don't don't fiddle.
0: <laughs> it's like for every every before trilogy you can have something that just doesn't succeed in that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a an utterly lovely movie and yet only my second favourite of twenty seventeen, because next week oh. we are discussing my favourite movie of
1: twenty seventeen. <laughs> wow. Um, I did. Project. Yes, one that I really wanted to see and uh, again, there are like three or four of these where I should have watched it before we, I consented to putting it on the list, but I was like, you know what, I, always, I really wanted to see that, I think I'll like it. Then putting it on the list will make me finally actually watch it, let's just go for it. And, like, you're nailing it so far. Like, Handmaiden loved it, Arrival loved it, Call Me By Your Name really, really liked it, Borderline loved it. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Florida Project.
0: Yeah, it's. I think uh, very interesting considering uh, how much do you know of of the movie in terms of apart from like it's set in a project in Florida. Nothing. Uh, it's gonna be a very interesting one. I think, especially the roots of this podcast. What this movie says about some of the roots of our podcast, I think, will be quite interesting to discuss. But that will be for next week. Oh. Uh, the other the other fun part is uh, it's short. It's well, not yes,
1: voice. I see that right now. 111 minutes. I'm down. Cool. Well, I look forward to that.
0: So I guess all that leaves is us for the sign off, which means Matthew, will there be movies?
1: No, there will just be a fleeting summer where, like, the movie will begin to start. The tra- the trailers will all hit, and then just as you're enjoying it, I have to go back to America and marry a woman. Bye, uh, everyone. Something about fucking a peach. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. And I did it for so long, I got nothing to show